Hey, welcome once again. This is Ellen Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. So, youth sports. It's an interesting quandary. On the one hand, it's supposed to build character, camaraderie, teamwork. And on the other, it's so far from that that it's really frightening. At eight, nine, and ten years old, little children who play Little League learn these hard, horrific little lessons that unless you're politically connected, you don't play. As they move up in their sports careers, the lessons become harsher and harsher. Not only can you make the team, but you can make the team and you can sit an entire season and watch the first seed players play. It's actually kind of an interesting thing. The school systems that we pay our taxes into, who we've entrusted with the teaching and growth of our children, have taken the youth sports programs to a level of perversion, really. They're so concerned about making the the grade in the NCAA kind of a way that they allow coaches at the high school level to behave as if they're scouts for major league teams. It seems ludicrous to me because 99.9% of these kids are going to go on to regular jobs, they're going to go on to college, they're going to go on to some profession that has nothing to do with sports. And what they're going to take from these harsh lessons, whether that be that they're on top and they're watching other teammates who may or may not be as efficient at the sport as they are, not playing because they've been deemed the star player, or the child looking up to the star player saying, well, you know, if I'm part of this team, why aren't I part of the team? You know, the military's figured it out. When they train and they have their training units, you're part of a team. And if you arrive at your destination without all your teammates, you failed. Your mission failed because you didn't get there as a unit because you don't leave your teammates behind. And and it's a really great way to build a team. Every cog in the wheel, every link in the chain is as important as every other link. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so everybody is the star player. And if sports were taught to our kids like that, I think it would be such a more valuable lesson that every player, every link in the chain is the most important link so that there aren't kids who work their butts off and make varsity teams or work their butts off and make JV teams or whatever it is and then sit on the bench the entire season. I have a friend whose son is... uh, a terrific basketball player, and uh, and he made a varsity team, and 
he sat the entire year on the bench and watched his team play because he was on the team as a backup for their star player just in case that person got hurt. And uh, and it's unfortunate because even though he had the talent and, and he was tall and he was athletic and all these great things and really on all the other teams that he'd played, he was a first seed player. Um, he ended up not playing the following year in his senior year when it would have possibly given him an opportunity to have uh, access to some scholarship money. So it, it's a it's a shame. It's really unfortunate. Um, and even the fact that the schools condone this because of scholarship money is even more a, a terrible situation. Anyway, I, you know, I, I love sports. I really do. I, I enjoy the, the competing and the, the physicality and the endurance and all the, you know, all the stuff about it. I, I really enjoy it. I like watching sports. I like playing sports, but I really think that, um, in our public school systems, the, the whole sports mind has become totally perverted and and it's a shame because I think what it teaches our children are, are terrible, terrible lessons. Take a look at the now infamous George Mason University. They were ranked uh, 11th seed. They couldn't even win their conference tournament. The school had advanced by beating a 30-game winner and uh, is right now the most talented team in the country. Not a single one of their players could get a scholarship to the big schools. And yet, in this tournament, they beat Michigan State, North Carolina, Wichita State, and Connecticut. All schools with national titles. None of these kids could get scholarships. They just weren't in the right place, didn't have the right connections. Who knows? I wonder how many of these kids sat on the bench for an entire season and never even got seen by a scout. The power of these coaches is tremendous. And the fact that we pay into the system, I mean, our taxes pay for these programs, and they're manipulating our children like this is, is really obscene. It really is. And, and I think that this example is really, is really a great example. These were, these were nobodies. These were kids that nobody thought was even worth scouting. Couldn't get a scholarship. Couldn't get anything. Couldn't even get looked at. Maybe they couldn't get looked at because they didn't play. Maybe they couldn't get looked at for who knows what reason. But, you know, it's um, it just goes to show you that when you put the right mentality behind a team, they'll shine. They will shine. They will, they will build each other up. And in the end... Of all these players, even the ones who make it to the Final Four, maybe even win the, the championships, even of those players, the scouts are going to come in and maybe they'll select a fraction of those players to play in the NBA. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. It sends a terrible message to the children. And I think it's really important for us as parents to reign in the schools and, and help them and our kids keep all this in perspective. They're games. 
They're games that teach life lessons, no doubt. But the lessons that we want our kids to learn are humility, teamwork, camaraderie, to grow their self-esteem, to grow their cooperation, to learn how to help each other out and grow your strengths to not leave your teammates behind, but help them along and make sure that when you get to the end, your whole team arrives together so that you can be a success. Those are the things that in the real world, when you don't happen to be one of the fractions that make a professional team, will serve you well. And that's what we're supposed to be teaching our kids in school. The lessons that they need to navigate life, the ones that serve them well for their entire life. And unfortunately, the dog-eat-dog is the lesson that they're learning from this kind of sports, whereas the dog-eat-dog is not the kind of lesson that's going to foster compassion and love and peace in our, in our world. The kind of things that are going to foster that are responsibility and respect for one another and obligation and cooperation. And being responsible means that you as a player are responsible to, to give your personal best and you as a coach are responsible to grow everybody's personal best and that as a team, every player is an important link in the chain and every player plays because if you made the team, you play as a team. That's the only way that it can work. And that's the way teams are really successful. And like I said, the military spent hundreds of billions of dollars and they've figured it out. They've figured it out that teams that work together as a team where everyone is the most valuable player, those are the successful teams because it's all about their teammate. Nobody gets left behind. It's a really important lesson. And, uh, and I really do think that we should rethink the entire youth sports program from elementary school all the way up through the high school level. We are paying a phenomenal amount of taxes. We are entrusting our children's well-being with coaches that maybe need to be reined in just a little bit and, and refocused onto to what the whole purpose of public education is. It's educating our children to be compassionate, responsible citizens in this country and around the world. At least that's what I think. Come on down and let me know what you think. I'd really love to know. Till tomorrow, this is Ella at Iron Dove, signing out.